0: It So it's on your doorpost, and it's on your wrist, and your foreheads, and it's when you're walking, and when you're sleeping, and when it's when you're at Starbucks and McDonald's, when you're doing it all the time, where does it end up going? Into your children. And someday, they will do what they need to do. They will ask. And you'll be able to give them a story they can remember. That's exactly what he does. He says... Then you will answer. We were slaves of the king of Egypt, but the Lord used his great power and set us free. We saw him perform miracles and make horrible things happen to the kings, his officials, and everyone else. And the Lord rescued us from Egypt so he could bring us into this land as he had promised our ancestors. That's why the Lord our God demands that we obey his laws and worship with fear and trembling. And if we do, He will protect us and help us be successful. And remember it, kid. Right? And remember it. Isn't it great my grandfather was, uh, you know, all those guys who would, you know, sit down to the grandkids and tell them stories. And man, I can tell you the story. I, I can tell you the story when he and his buds were out for no good one night and they disassembled one guy's buggy. And took it and reassembled it on top of the barn roof. So the farmer woke up the next morning and there his buggy was up on the barn roof. Right? I remember that story. What, well, why do I remember that story? Well, that's what we do. We're just really good at memorizing and remembering stories, aren't we? And that's exactly what Deuteronomy, what Moses is telling the people here to do. Is Look, when, when your kids ask like that, just tell them the story. Just tell them the story so that they remember the story. What's the key? Our kids need to remember. Young people, you need to remember. You belong to the living God. And the living God will never abandon His children. And the living God will always go out in front of His children, just like He did when He rescued them from Egypt, and just like He did when they crossed the River Jordan, and just like He did when He went before them into the promised land. Your life is under the promise, sealed in Jesus Christ on the cross outside Jerusalem. Remember? Remember? See, this is what our kids have to get. Our kids need to do remembering. They need to remember their lives don't belong just to them. Their lives belong to the story of what God is doing in the world. Their lives are not their own, but they live under the story, under the power, under the presence of this God. Isn't that worth remembering? That's the word. Our kids, our young people, they need to just remember is exactly what God accomplishes in Deuteronomy 6 for us. Remember. Next step. This is an important one for all of us to remember as well, but especially for our young people. Uh, our young people especially need to remember that they have gifts, and gifts have no age limit. And this is really important for us, especially because we come from a Lutheran background, and, and we believe that theology, and believe it to be biblically true. And if, if we take our theology seriously if, if we really believe it then, then we believe over there at that piece of furniture that we're going to use later this morning when, when water is spoken in the name of the uh, word is spoken in the name of the Trinity and water is poured in that name we believe that the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit becomes present and in that child's life in that young person's life or in that adult's life God infuses them not only with His presence, but with specific gifts He's chosen just for them, for the purpose of their life. That's what we believe. That, that God, when, when we were baptized, that God chooses to invade our lives in His goodness and His grace, and He invades with a, with a package for us, and that package is all the gifts and talents we're going to need to live up to the purposes He has in our life. Young people, it means if you were baptized into Christ, you have gifts. Now we we make a great mistake if we take that theology and we just say, well, that, that sounds really great. I like it. My kids have gifts, but you know what? I'm going to take my kids' gifts and I'm going to put them up on the shelf until they get older. And and when they get older, then they can take the thing back, the back package back off the shelf and figure out how to employ their gifts. Or, or we say, look, my, it's just a little child. My, My child's just a little child, so I'm just going to take their little child gifts and I'm going to put them up on the shelf. And and when they grow up, they can take them off the shelf. And then they can begin to use their gifts. That's not what we believe. If we believe that God infuses our kids with incredible gifts for His purposes over there, then those gifts are there to be used for their whole life. They don't go on a shelf. Young people, I want you to remember today, remember, you have gifts. And those gifts were given for you to be employed at this time in your life, not just sometime later. And we look at our culture today and we see God getting pushed out of a lot of public places, right? He's getting pushed out of a lot of public places and he's getting pushed out of our schools. If our schools are going to be redeemed, if God's going to have any difference in our schools, you know who's going to do it? Our kids. That's who's going to do it. Our kids. Not not we adults. Our kids. Because our kids are going to go into those schools every day and they're going to remember, wait a minute, I am a child of God. God has a purpose over my life. I live under His promise. He's the one that rescued my people from Egypt. He's the one that took them into the promised land. He's the one that goes in front of me and He's in front of me today in this school and I got gifts. And I'm here to serve Him. I'm going to employ those gifts right here, right now, right in this place, in somebody else's life. Isn't that worth remembering? Young people, your word today, remember. Remember who you belong to. And remember, you got gifts. And there is no age limit on those gifts. I can prove this to you biblically. If you go into, uh, into the gospel and you look at the Gospel of John in the 6th chapter, we all uh, you know, probably remember this experience when Jesus was sitting there and teaching a large crowd, 5,000 or more people, and uh, boy, he was talking for a long time, and after he'd been talking for a long time, they'd been listening for a long time. Of course, everybody got hungry, right? They got hungry, and uh, so, oh, we have a problem. We have all these people, and they're hungry. What do we do? It says, when Jesus saw the large crowd coming toward him and he asked Philip, well, where will we get enough food to feed all these people? He said this to test Philip, since he already knew what he was going to do. What's the adult Philip's answer? Oh, Philip says, well, don't you know that it would take almost a year's wage just to buy only a little bread for each of these people? Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the disciples. He spoke up and said... There's a boy here who has five small loaves of barley of bread and two fish. But what good is that with all these people? Do you see the mistakes the adults are making? Do you you see Andrew's big mistake at the end? He looked at the boy and he looked at what he had for gifts. And he assumed he could make no difference. Parents, don't make that mistake. Remember, this boy, this boy had all the gifts necessary in that moment to be used by God to influence the lives of over 5,000 people. Is that a good day's work for a boy? I mean, Peter, Simon Peter, great apostle. Big gun, Simon Peter, on on Pentecost Sunday when the Holy Spirit came over him, he converted 3,000 people in one day and we go, wow, that's awesome. The kid beat him by 2,000 people. Remember, look at your kids' parents and understand. They've got gifts and God's working in their life right now, not sometime later. And young people, remember, this God who claimed you, He is ready to work in your life right now, not sometime later. He is ready to work with all the gifts you have to make a difference where you are right now. Remember, you have gifts, and there's no time limit on the gifts. Now the hard one. You Ready for the hard one, young people? This is where you say, yes, Pastor, give me the hard one. Okay, Here it is. You have to remember this. You have to remember your position in the family. You have to remember your position in the family. And this is so important for us. If we go uh, into Ephesians 6, it's that same place that we talked to the wives last week about the, their key word of respect, right? Uh, and here, Ephesians 6, Paul takes that same principle of submission to That's what we've been talking about in all Ephesians 6. He takes the same principle of submission now, and he applies that into children. And here's where we often make a mistake, parents, when it comes to understanding uh, what the word is for our kids. Remember how we made a mistake last week with with the wives, too? We kind of grabbed the wrong word. The right word uh, is respect. Well, look what he says to kids. Children... You belong to the Lord, and you do the right thing when you obey your parents. The first commandment and a promise says, Obey your father and your mother, and you will have a long and happy life. Parents, don't be hard on your children. Raise them properly. Teach them and instruct them about the Lord. Okay, there it is. Now, what's the word that so often gets grabbed onto out of that text for kids? Kids are supposed to? Wrong. Wrong. I mean, you're right. That's the word that, I mean, everybody... Okay, son, the Bible says you're supposed to obey. Right? No, no. There's something before that. Do you see it? Before they obey, they have to do something else. And that's their word. They're supposed to remember they belong to the Lord. Do you see that? That comes first. And because they remember they belong to the Lord... They remember their position in the family, and therefore, they obey. And the word that's used there, the word for obey that's used there, has this meaning of sitting under, as one sits under uh, an instructor. The idea is they're not there to be slaves to do our bidding. They're there to soak in from us as parents how we deal with life in faith and see how we do it so that they can do it. Do you understand the difference? But it all starts where? It starts with remembering. Remember, you belong to the Lord. And because you belong to the Lord, you have to remember your position in the family. Parents, you run the house. Your kids don't. They're there to remember. They belong to the Lord. And they're there as young people and children in the house not the rulers of the house. They're there to learn from you, to soak in life from you, to understand how to deal with with difficult situations from you parents. They're there to watch everything you do so that they can understand how they can do it. Do you get the difference? But it puts them in that position of uh, understanding they don't run the house that the parents do. Paul reaffirms this in Colossians, just to give you a, a quick one there. It's in uh, Colossians 3. Uh, and uh, young people, if you're sitting there this morning and you're resisting this, you're saying, oh man, why, oh man. Well, you got to go to Proverbs, the book of wisdom. And uh, I love it when the Bible is so clear about things. So if you go to Proverbs, it just gives you a straightforward word about why it's important for you uh, to remember this. It's in Proverbs 12. Well, that's actually the one later. There we go. Thank you. To accept correction is wise. To reject it is? You can say the word in church. It's okay. I mean, it's just right straightforward, isn't it? Look, I mean, young people, you got to understand this. You, you think your parents maybe don't understand everything, and they don't understand everything. And, and yeah, they're going to make mistakes and all this. But you know what? Your position is to glean from them as much as you can glean. And to do anything else would be stupid. Right? I mean, that's what the Bible says. This, this is your position in, in the family. Your position to sit in it and watch. If you look at Proverbs uh, 6, I love this one. Obey the teachings of your parents, always keep it in mind, and never forget it. Does that sound like remember? Uh huh. Remember, their teaching will guide you when you walk protect you when you sleep, and talk to you when you are awake. How important is it that young people understand their position? You see, if you get above your position, you start running the house, you're not taking in what you need to take in. That's why you need to be in that position, so that you can take in what you need to take in. So that when you're not at home anymore and you're making all your own decisions, there's going to be something that's going to guide your walk and protect you when you sleep and going to talk to you when you're making decisions. Do you understand the importance? This is the way it is for us. We need to understand and remember what our positions... If Just to give you one more evidence of that, and it's like the, you can't argue with this one evidence, it comes out of Luke 2, and it's the story of Jesus when he went with his parents... To Jerusalem, he went with his parents to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem. He's 12 years old. Okay, qualifies as a young person. 12 years old. He goes to to uh, to Jerusalem with his parents and the whole the whole clan, you know, the cousins and the aunts and the uncles and everybody. And uh, they have Passover, and then they're on the way home. Three days later, Joseph and Mary are looking for him amongst all the cousins no jesus so they go back to jerusalem and they and they seek him and they find him teaching in the temple and talking with the adults and here's where the interaction picks up they have an interaction between his parents and a 12-year-old and look what the 12-year-old does in response jesus went back to nazareth with his parents and obeyed them who are we talking about we're talking about the lord of glory here we're talking about the alpha and the omega We're talking about the one who's been the pre-existent Christ who came to be one of us. We're talking about the ruler of the universe who, who would sit at the right hand of God. And where did he put himself in the family? Under his parents. Isn't it fascinating? You see, he shows us the importance of this. And look what happens in his life. Jesus became wise and he grew strong and God was pleased to him. And so were people. How important is it, young people, that you understand this principle today? You need to remember. Remember you belong to God. Remember that you have gifts and there's no no age limit. And remember what your position is in the family so you soak in what God needs to bring into your life uh, through your parents. Then I'm going to just plant a seed for all of us that part of this remembering for all of us is not just... Remembering those kids who are here and those kids who are with us. I mean, we try to do that here at Christ Church and we get a whole half a building dedicated to our children and to our youth, right? Because we know the importance of that. 83% of all Christ followers uh, receive Christ into their life before they're 18 years old. Did you ever hear that? How important is it that we talk to our young people and our kids about Christ? Yeah? And so... But we need to also remember that our responsibility... Remember, our responsibility isn't just our households. It's not just the kids here at Christ Church. But our responsibility for kids goes around the world. And, and that's really a word I think God would speak to Christ Church this morning. to say, hey, we need to remember. And we need to remember even those kids who are way over in Africa. And that's why we sent our team over there to Africa to identify an orphanage where there's kids who have needs and who we can get uh, in relationship with and make a difference with. Why don't you watch the screens for a minute and uh, just get a few nuggets of their, uh, their experience.
1: so what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life, are your mercies in disguise? you blessing